Welcome to season two of the Let's Talk podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church, where we talk about what it's like to be a Christian Monday through Saturday, to be a person of faith in a culture against faith. So let's wrap up um, our conversation about healing. We've been here for a hot minute. We've had hot minute. we've had seven episodes on this. Um, you could have almost taken a whole class um, at this point. Um, so we we talked about just general healing, uh, what that means, what that looks like, um, and then we went into body healing with with Abby. Um, what what would you say your takeaway from that conversation was? Well, I guess before that, we should probably talk about what we think healing is just generally. I mean, that's a summary of the first episode. Yeah, but we've continued talking about that throughout. It's kind of a basis now that we've true. Con- we think about healing as um, a progressive journey to get better. Yeah, that's a great way to define. Yeah, that's a great um, way to say that. So with that as a basis, um, doing that with your body. Yeah, or, or healing the relationship you have with your body, yeah. I think, is a huge part of it as well. Because for so much of us in the world, for so many of us in the world, our bodies are problematic in our own eyes. Yeah. And part of that's because culture has told us they are problematic. Um, right. I need not tell anyone how it might be body issues for African American men in America. Yeah. Um, it probably not that far fetched for you to understand how larger bodied people feel shamed in America. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of just unfortunate situations where a lot of people just don't have a good relationship with their body. Yeah. Um, I also think it's about actually the journey of healing and taking care of your body. Um and I think that can look a lot of different ways, but I, I think holistically the value that I got out of the conversation with Abby was that it's more than appropriate and might I say necessary mm-hmm. to care for and heal your body. Yeah, um, that's what I was going to say is it is an essential piece of of who you are as a person. Yeah. You know, if we're going to break it down like we've been talking about like our categories of healing as, uh, uh, you know, emotionally, spiritually and bodily. It's a fundamental makeup of who you are. Um, you don't exist without your body. Yeah. You have to, ha- it's what attaches you to the world. Human, yeah. Um, it's, it's incredibly important. Like I'm going to go see a chiropractor later today because I'm sick of my back hurting. Um, and like, I need to heal that because it also affects the emotional, yeah. um, 
when your body hurts, when it's not working the way that it's supposed to, you end up not having a good relationship with your body. Um, so, yes, there is definitely, I think, an emotional piece to, uh, to it, but let's also not forget how important it is to actually care for your physical body. Right. Um, and that means drinking water, um, eating food, right? Yeah. Just like not eating is not a good thing. Right. Um, and just like little basic things that end up helping you heal your body or, and, or get into a better headspace related to your body. Yeah, for sure. Um, but then we talked about healing from trauma. Uh, the, the more emotional piece of that. Um, I do think there's bodily trauma, trauma healing. For sure, well. for sure. And we talked about there's a lot of overlap. Yeah, there, yeah the, this is the, like, the intersectionality of these three silos that we've created are not, they're not really silos. <laughs> no, they're, they're, yeah, they're kind of. There's a lot of crossover. Yeah. Because you're a holistic, integrated human. Like, Correct. Yeah. Um, so healing from trauma, talking about the importance of therapy, um, and having, even just having people to listen. Yeah. Um, and let you just talk. Um, or process, you know, there's yeah, a lot of process. therapy that's not just talk therapy. Yeah. Um, which is helpful, especially when you're having a conversation about trauma and healing from trauma. Mm -hmm. EMDR is a very, like, helpful trauma therapy. Yeah, very uh, true. So, yeah, there's, like, therapy is much bigger than just, like, sitting on a couch and mm -hmm. talking. Yeah, no, absolutely. I was actually more talking about, like, even just having friends or people. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure, um, yeah. But even still, like, yeah, just sit and process with, have yeah. dialogue about it. Yeah. Um, it's helpful. It is. It's very helpful. Um, it also reminds you that you're not alone. It's a community piece. Yeah. When when I can sit in and talk with people about the traumas in my life, um, and they just... They add to the conversation. Um, they, they like, offer feelings of, like, maybe not necessarily understanding, but, like, I'm here with you. Yeah. Um, Presence. It hits different. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's very, very important, um, I think, to to have that community piece of that um even in in family you know um yeah. um and then we talked about healing your beliefs which this was a conversation largely about deconstruction um i think it's part of it but I, you know i'm always hesitant to like try to reinvent words for things yeah but deconstruction really does have a lot of bad things about it, like the way it's used today. Sure. One of them being that most people, because of the evangelical world, isolate that to, to just, faith. Yeah. And it's not. Um, 
because we have beliefs about everything. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not a Christian, yeah. you believe that Jesus is not the answer, right? So, right. like, yeah, you have beliefs about everything. Absolutely. Um, you have political beliefs. You have educational beliefs. You have, you know, all these social beliefs. Everybody has beliefs. And so you form those beliefs based on how you view the world. And I think healing those beliefs goes two ways. Number one, healing and forgiving yourself for the harm you did when you had a previous belief, Mm -hmm. as well as healing your belief that there's a way to do it right. Yeah. Because this is the thing that most like evangelical Christians are afraid of deconstruction for is because like when you start to tear it down, nothing can be rebuilt. Right. Because they don't allow people to heal. Yeah. They just further harm. Right. Um no, absolutely. And I think that's that's something that everyone goes through eventually some way, somehow. Um and it's hard. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's largely connected to trauma. Yeah. Um, we did have an episode on that uh, last week, but um, this this idea that your your beliefs are so interconnected to who you are, even to connected to your body. Yeah. Um the beliefs you have about your own body. Um, Healing your beliefs is, um, I know we're talking about Visio Divina right now um, on practicing presence and uh, that healing your beliefs is probably the central piece of Visio Divina, the way that we're talking about it on there of like, once I have healed the way that I view the world and the way that I look at things, I can now see through divine eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I think that was really important for your journey. Maybe. Um, Maybe. I I do think that's an appropriate way to think about it. I do think um, valuing Visio Divina and divine vision in a, in a, in a new world on this side of fundamentalism where you were told that was not appropriate, that yeah. would make a lot of sense. But to somebody who grew up in a, like an Episcopalian tradition where Visio Divina is practiced, you know, almost I mean, weekly, it yeah. may not be that revelatory. Um, but yes, that is one way that healing well, your beliefs. Well, no, no, no. The way that we have defined it, not the actual practice itself, but seeing through divine eyes. Yeah, but that's not unique to us. There are people talking about it that way. I mean, okay. Um, I do think, I do see what you're saying. But that's what I'm saying. You have to heal your beliefs before you can do that. Well, no, because everybody, nobody operates according to beliefs that they think are bad. I mean, heard. And so even when you're in those moments where you don't think your beliefs are bad, previous to your deconstruction, you still have the appropriateness to have viewed the world through divine eyes. You just may not get the full picture because you have a broken worldview. Okay. Yeah. So, So healing your beliefs about the broken worldview... Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. so what I'm so, is so what you I'm get trying a fuller picture of seeing yes. the world with divine eyes for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Then we had an episode on what does Jesus say about healing? Um, Jesus says a whole lot about healing. If you didn't, if you didn't uh, catch that. Um, Jesus spends the majority of his time on earth healing. Yeah. Going um, about doing good works, healing the sick, casting out demons, mm-hmm. healing the paralytics, yeah. healing the lepers, touching people, being in community. Yeah, Jesus was all about healing. So much so that what we talked about on that episode was looking at a scenario in which he uses a metaphor. So he heals somebody, and then he goes and calls this guy named Levi, who's a sinner and a tax collector, that devil. Um, And he starts following Jesus, and, and Levi throws this big party at his house. For all his sinner and tax collector friends, mm-hmm. those devils. And these religious folk roll up in their nonsense. Like, how can you do this? Yeah. Like, you're supposed to, like, you can't do this. And Jesus responds. It's not the healthy that are in need of a physician. Mm-hmm. Jesus' response in that moment is one of healing. Right. Now, these are wealthy people who really got no sense of religious morality compass. Mm-hmm. These are sinners and tax collectors, very wealthy, powerful people of the ancient world. I guarantee you that party was lit. Yeah. And Jesus is like, that's why the religious folk heard about it. They too loud. Yeah. And Jesus responds that it's healing. It's about healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesus had a lot to say about healing. Yeah. Um, then we talked about deconstructive healing. Um, the idea that as you deconstruct, you are opening traumas that you didn't even know you had. Um, it's, it's almost like you're taking the gauze off of a... Um, burn wound um and yeah as you're as you're pulling the this this thing off you're uncovering this trauma um and so really important to um heal your trauma as you are deconstructing and healing your beliefs um that that has to be a a side-by-side adventure. Yeah, I think if you were going to look for a great character, uh, like a movie character, to deconstruct, like to go, okay, that's a dude who has to and does deconstruct his beliefs. Um, It's Lieutenant Dan from (laughs) Forrest Gump. Okay. Because he starts out as this wham-bam badass military Mm -hmm. dude. Then he gets his legs blown off mm-hmm. and he becomes an angry drunk. Mm-hmm. And he has this whole moment with Forrest while they're still in the military where he, in the middle of the night, crawls up, yanks him down out of bed, and he talks about determinism. Yeah. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh, and towards the end of the movie, he's like put together, you know, got fake legs, walking on a cane. He comes the full cycle of the healing journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to see him in different personas throughout that 
that journey as well. And it is what you say. Yeah. It's exactly what you say. He did not realize the traumas that he had until his legs were gone. Yeah. Once his legs were gone and he knew that he was now vulnerable, or maybe rather what I should say is he had to accept that he was now vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It opened traumas that he was not able to deal with previously. Yeah. And he resorted to drinking in order to fix them. Yeah. And it wasn't until he did that full cycle of healing that at the end of the movie, which is also, if you did not know, a great representation of the battle between free will and determinism. Mm -hmm. Forrest representing free will, right? Lieutenant Dan representing determinism. It's not until he does his work that at the end of the movie, he comes back with his fake legs, his cane, and his wife. Mm. Yeah. An Asian woman, if you remember. Um. Yes, deconstructive healing is just a part of it because for so long you operate according to a worldview that you ignore certain traumas because you live in a culture where it's appropriate. Right. And then when you stop living according to that culture, that worldview, or you stop feeling that something was appropriate, you begin to look at the rest of it. When you look at the rest of it, yeah, of course. You see things you did not know were there. So... Out of all of the things that we've talked about, how do you now look at healing? Well, I think me, the same way I looked at it before I did this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but it has to, as we have these conversations, things begin to change. We begin to think about it in new ways. Um, I think, okay, so if you're asking me how have I, how has my beliefs changed yeah. at all? Um. I think my new favorite way to talk about healing is deconstructive healing. Yeah. I think that is the most accurate depiction of healing because nobody gets healed. Right. And then just like nothing changes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like, yeah, nobody gets healed and just nothing changes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you think about Well, like in, car accidents. Mm-hmm, yeah. Right? When people have a car accident, even if it wasn't that bad, they're more jumpy. Mm-hmm. Like in the car, even if just for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot that happens with healing, and nobody heals and doesn't, and like nothing, like everything stays the same. Right. There's always wounds and marks left. And that's, I think, what deconstructive healing is like. Why did that wound mark there? Yeah. Why did that stay there? Why do I struggle dealing with it? How do I deal with it? Oh, man, now I've got to deal with all of this. And it's like, man, I did one thing and now I've got this big box of shit at my doorstep. Yeah. And unfortunately, there's a moment where it sucks. But you know what? There's also a really great moment. Where after a lot of really hard work, my front door doesn't smell like shit anymore because I've dealt with it all. It's all gone. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, yeah. Well, I'm glad that that was so so beneficial because that is how we should look at it. Um, I I do think. Um, I think about it like also in terms of like medical healing 
typically, you, you're not just going in, getting a shot, and walking out fine. Right. Um, there is a, a journey. There is a process to it, and there is typically multiple steps to it. Um, and it's typically multifaceted. Yeah. Um, why is medicine so complicated and so important and so expensive to get a degree in? Because there's a lot of shit that's happening there. So much. And so if we're going to talk about the process of healing, medically speaking, we can use that same idea as we're talking about, you know, uh, healing from traumas and healing your beliefs, um, healing your spirituality. It's a process. It takes time. Um, but like you said, at the end, it's worth it. There's nothing left. It's just one thing after another. But you will begin to feel better as you move forward. And at the very end, you can take a deep breath and feel confident in the healthy person that you are. Thanks for listening to the Let's Talk podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church. Be sure to give us a rating and a review if you enjoyed the episode. It's free and it helps us immensely. Also, feel free to check out our other podcasts.